Hi, my name is Christophe de Courson. I'm the CEO of Amber Software, and you are listening to App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemper, and it's my journey to go around the world, and that's what I am doing, um, because in my last episode, we were in India, and uh, we're just moving on, um, because today we have uh, a fantastic guest lined up. It's episode 160, which is an important milestone for me, and uh, this guest, is uh, his name is uh, Sean Zelber, and he is the, uh, uh, I guess, founder or co-founder of Nexfer. And uh, we're going to learn about his journey and how uh, our goal here is, if you're listening, be warned, because we would like you to quit your job and do some a purpose-filled life. So uh, if you're not um, up to it, then pause the podcast. <laughs> but if you are open to the idea of change in your life, then I suggest carry on and listening to this. Uh, Sean, it's a warm welcome to the App Guide podcast. Thank you very much. Happy to be here with you. So we'd love to know uh, in the first few minutes, so perhaps you can just uh, explain a little bit about what, what uh, you, it is you do and uh, how you got into this game. Sure. Well, um, you know, very briefly, Nexva creates uh, app stores and more and more content stores, which, you know, is a little bit beyond just apps because uh, it could be, uh, you know, ebooks or video and stuff like that. Um, we create these app stores for uh, telecom operators. Um, and OEMs, so you know, manufacturers, um, oftentimes very specialized, um, uh, let's say Android manufacturers, um, and basically anyone else who has um, a captive audience on mobile. Um, so we're, we've just created an app store for uh, a virtual money in Japan that's uh, supported by SoftBank called Ycoin. Um, so we create the app store both on the web and on the mobile. A mobile is with uh, with an app or with a mobile site, um, and basically the users can browse the apps just like on Google Play or iTunes, and then they can you know select the app they want and they can purchase the app. That's where the you know the real difference stands is because when they purchase the app, they purchase it either well with Y coins with the virtual money, with a telecom operator they would purchase it um, with their minutes or their mobile money. Um, so this is specifically and particularly um, interesting in you know countries where credit cards are not readily available. So we've signed 27 app stores in Africa and about five app stores in Asian countries and Middle East. Um, so you know it covers about 200 million people um, already. Wow. Well, first of all, we're extremely excited, and you've got all of our attention because. We all know, as indie app developers, that the people that make all the money, it seems to be, is the, are the platforms. And so we all have to give up 30% commission uh, to Apple uh, for every app that we uh, submit to the uh, Apple App Store. And the thought of uh, trying to kind of expand into other app stores, or maybe even uh, if we've got enough of an engaged audience to uh, actually have our own app store is a, a really uh, interesting concept. Uh, how big do we need to be to have our own app store? Um, well, uh, okay, so we're doing one in Ivory Coast and um, in other French-speaking countries. It's uh, an educational app store. Um, I should say content store because there's also eBooks on it. Um, and so it's starting off with 10,000 
tablets. Um, so these these tablets have been have been customized, have their own customized ROM and everything. There is no Google Play on these Android tablets, um, and they're distributed to students. And so on the tablet, there is a, a various number of very customized apps um, that the client had made or made themselves. And then there is, you know, the their their store, and on that store there are. Uh, about three, four hundred apps, um, about two hundred ebooks, and that will continue to grow. Um, and it's very specific to, um, you know, to education and to the, the grades that the, the, the tablet is focusing on. Um, well, first of all, that's a phenomenal idea because uh, I know my two kids; they uh, do have access to our my my wife and I's uh, iPad, and it's really hard to keep them in an app. Because they're off to, you know, I guess when they get older, they'll be downloading their own apps and we lose control. Right. So in education, I can imagine like wiping off the uh, Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and having just your own apps on the device and maybe a limited number of educational apps is a, a phenomenal idea for institutions, educational uh, institutions. Absolutely. I mean, um, actually, I can, I can pass you the information so you, could, you can interview the CEO um, it's a company called Kelasi, and um, they're from Ivory Coast, actually, but they've already signed about five other countries. They work with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, French Ministry of Foreign Affairs, um, so they'll be, they'll be providing their tablets to, um, uh, you know, the, the French schools in other countries. That's under the Alliance Française. Um, yeah, so that, it's pretty, oh, right, it's pretty okay. cool. Yeah, well, certainly. I'll definitely t- take you up on that offer. We love uh, to, to meet interesting guests on the show. And so uh, uh, so what we're saying then is that, because I know as an app developer, I was approached uh, from, I think, a Brazilian uh, company who were, again, producing their own devices or at least taking their own devices and putting their own apps on the App Store. And they wanted my APK uh, to... Uh, but I was only, uh, I think as an app developer, I was only going to get a very small amount of money per per sale on this new app store. But at least it gave me an alternative to the, the big players out there that are basically Apple and Google. Uh, right. Yeah, is that what you're trying to do? Give alternatives to the app developers as well? Well, it's, it's alternatives to app developers. And it's also a, a much more sort of uh, captive audience because usually on these app stores, there's much less apps. There's, you know... As I said, for the educational app, there would be about 400 apps. Um, for, let's say, we're doing an app store in Nigeria for a large telecom operator with 50 million subscribers. And there, there's about 5,000 apps. Um, so, you know, much less apps, um, more curated. And the, the telecom operator usually promotes apps, um, you know, on a weekly basis. So they send off SMSs to their users saying, you know, download this app or that app. Um, so it's a different experience, really, than, than Google Play. We're all extremely excited here because the, the thought of, uh, uh, we only thought there were, basically, I, I did know there were some other app stores out there, but we always seem to focus our attention on, uh, you know, the, the mammoth app stores, Apple and Google. And, and given that we've put so much work into our apps, it does make sense to just, I guess we can just either change them slightly to then accommodate the new app stores. Uh, how, how much effort is involved in, in taking, say, an Android app and then throwing it into a, one of these new stores? Well, um, if it is uh, a free app, uh, nothing. You just have to upload the APK with us and you know select the app stores that you wish your app to be distributed on. 
probably all of them. And so, you know, it's just an opt-in and it takes, uh, you know, very little time to, to go through the whole process. Um, if you have a whole bunch of apps, we'll do the uploads for you so you don't really have to do anything uh, apart from, you know, send us the files and the descriptions and marketing stuff. Um, but uh, if it's a premium app or if it's a freemium app where there's an in-app payment or a subscription payment, um, we have an API which allows you to connect to our connection with the telecom operators or with the virtual money provider. Um, so basically to, put, to do in-app billing, there would be some uh, customization. Um, it's not that long um, and not that complicated. And what's kind of cool is you only have to do it once. And it would work, let's say, in Iran. And it would also work in Nigeria or Japan. So that's... I mean, that's, again, another option for us to, to choose. Uh, as you say, that these are maybe smaller app stores than we used to, but have a lot less uh, competition on them. And, you know, if we think back to the early days of the Apple App Store, and we've had guests on the show who have benefited from just having apps in the early stages because there was less competition and uh, it, it was a better time to be in there. Uh, now it's, it's, it's really hard because uh, you only seem to benefit when your app is featured uh, on, the, on the store or you have your own audience before launching the app. So um, what, what uh, I was going to, well, just... Uh, going to go through some of the different app stores then what uh, what apps should app stores should we be focusing on within your ecosystem well i mean africa is uh is really as as a whole emerging um you know android phones are doing very very well in those countries there's still a lot of legacy you know blackberry and symbian devices but there's there's more and more uh android devices a little bit of Windows, you know, phones. Um, but the, the, the people in those countries are very hungry for, for content. Um, you know, the model is usually a little bit different than um, what's done in the West. There's a lot of try and buy. So, you know, people get to try it out for free for a day or two days or a week or whatever. And then they, they have to pay. Um, subscription payments work very well. Um, you know, people are ready to pay for that sort of thing on a, on a subscription basis. So, you know, every week, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever, you know, you feel is, is better for you. And that's sort of things that we can help you with um, to make those those decisions, I mean, you know, with the app developers. Um, so, you know, the big markets like, like Nigeria, Kenya, um, you know, which are fairly sophisticated and then there's a lot of markets that are just entering into the you know to the fold where we haven't yet launched in a lot of those countries but there's all the French speaking African countries um, you know uh, those 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 countries are all coming online and they have uh, they're starting to have money to spend um, you know and it should be taken advantage of um, we've also had clearance by the US government to, to launch in Iran um, so that's a huge market. We have 40 million subscribers with uh, one of the telcos there. And, um, you know, the people are desperate for content. They have disposable income. Uh, you know, obviously the content that really works well is, you know, sports-related content, games and stuff like that. Um, obviously, 
every app is checked by the Ministry of Culture. So, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not much different to the US. I mean, we've got everyone out. Every app is checked by Apple. So uh, exactly. Just, well, yeah. Uh, this, well, is, had... this is yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if I want to. I, I don't know if I want to equate the the uh, the Iranian Ministry of Culture with uh, Apple. Well, maybe you know. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the reasons why they rejected a couple of my apps, and I, I thought yeah. were, anyway, but. Uh, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, if you're an app developer listening to this and you fancy, uh, you know, you're, you're moaning about the Apple um, review process, uh, just try and get your app through the Iranian culture of ministry and see how you get on. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, their their thing is, you know, basically really careful about religious topics and, you know, um, scantily dressed women. But apart from that, they're pretty, they don't give much yeah, well, I mean, I love this podcast because I can connect the dots to all the previous episodes. And just two episodes ago, we had a, a, an app developer who uh, went over to New York and was making $50,000 per month uh, because he got into the app store early. And it was he said it's all about content. And he had a couple of apps, Art App and classic, a classic music app that was in the app. They were in the app store early and he managed to get that kind of whole uh, boom that gold rush of the early app stores and given that these markets are now opening up it just seems to make sense to take really good content and create an app for it and put it into uh, your your apps uh, that are going around the world in Africa and the Middle East and uh, I, I spend a lot of time living in Dubai and I've seen firsthand the obsession with smartphones yep. and the, the disposable income that people have and so it, we we just need to be more more um, open minded, I think, to uh, releasing our our code for our apps and getting and, and really thinking about these markets and, and and opening ourselves up to potentially launch in, in different areas. So absolutely, I mean, I, we work with the with one guy. Um, he's got a he's got a small company now, but he started off on his own. He's got about twenty apps, I think, um, all targeting emerging markets um so you know the first thing that he he did was a news app um you know which is pretty simple but basically he aggregated news articles that pertain to that specific country or region in that particular language and you know he there was nothing locally there was you know no local apps and so he was able to really get a lot of users <laughs> um to his to his content um, another thing that's really, really cool and um, we're working on, <laughs> believe it or not, with Google um, is, you know, helping local developers. So, like, um, we're doing it in Nigeria. We're going to be launching something in Zambia, Uganda, Tanzania, um, Sri Lanka, is to get local developers um, to create relevant content um, you know, for their region, they know what people want. They know what people like. Um, you know, believe it or not, for example, in Kenya, they're crazy about rugby. Um, you know, football. That's not so. Not. I'm talking about European football, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, football is not such a such a big thing there, and so. But I mean, anyone who's not from Kenya wouldn't really know that. And so they're like, there's a couple of guys making apps, you know, about rugby, about the local rugby scene and stuff like that. And that's really cool, and we're really um, we're really excited about you know bringing those local developers online um, with their content, um, locally developed apps, you know, helping foster um, you know local talent. 
Oh, this, this is just going great because, uh, well, first of all, I'm thinking of uh, Nigeria. They, I've heard a lot about uh, that that uh, as an up-and-coming uh, uh, African uh, country where there's, there's a lot of development in fiber optics. The, the connection speeds are great and uh, they're putting a lot of education into coding. And so uh, these are markets that we just cannot ignore anymore. And we have to get in there and uh, help these people out and uh, deliver our content as well. Uh, so uh, I just think that, um, I, I guess I want to appeal to the Appster tribe right now. You can have a, a look at some of these countries in your app store uh, on your dashboard and have a look at uh, how much, uh, uh, how many downloads you're getting. And then if you've got an app that seems to be really popular in Africa, then start to think about your your uh, app stores. Absolutely. Uh, is, is, there, is it quite an easy process to get approved by you? Um, yeah, it's 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 within you know the same day or the next day maximum. Um, it goes very fast, um, and you know the best thing is just to, to reach out to to me or I'll put you in contact with one of my team who can help you you know through the process. Um, so yeah, it's very fast, and we try to be you know really there to help the developers as much as possible. Yeah, and and the other we had a guest on called Mike McAlevitz, uh, the New York Times bestseller, and he he was actually reminded us of uh, really thinking of our apps being disruptive. And he says sometimes you have to maybe go away from the likes of Apple because now their guidelines, you know, they're they're serving so many people in the planet that they have these very regimental guidelines. And I've I've seen that you know they do uh, they do ban your app or they do. Uh, reject your app uh, for, for very small reasons and sometimes we have to try other other opportunities uh, to be disruptive and tr- try something new and I'm guessing your guidelines are not as strict as Apple's to to get into uh, your app store uh, yeah I mean we're we're very flexible I mean we don't accept adult content um, and apps that foster you know racial hatred and stuff like that but apart from that we're Oh, that yeah. you've just knocked out eighty of my apps there. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, nor do I. I've got nothing like that. Uh, but uh, so, uh, you know, it sounds just really interesting. One of the, there's two there's two things we like to do on this show. We we like to ask our guests if you do have any uh, ideas for an app that's you know that perhaps you've thought about that you're willing to share with us. Uh, if you haven't got a current idea, then there's another way I can flesh out this. Uh, this with you so uh, i'll just ask you outright do you you have an app idea that you could share with us yeah absolutely i I think that um in all of these markets um there's usually very vibrant music scenes um you know uh, lots of music coming out of uh, uh out of nigeria for example out of kenya but you know all of these countries have have music scenes and there is very little or no way for locals to download um, content to their mobile device and to do it in a legal way. Right now, everyone pirates everything, and they pirate it because it's the only way that there is really to do it. Um, So I think that there's really a space there either for a a player or a radio or for, you know, a way to legally download stuff, you know, and have some sort of subscription base, like a, a Spotify sort of thing or uh, something like that. I, I think that that's really uh, underserved. Do they get access to podcasting? Yeah, you know, sure. So, so um, 
yeah, well, that's obviously good for me. <laughs> but yep. uh, that, that's a really good idea. So I'll, I'll just throw that out to the audience then that uh, if you want to be the next Spotify in a continent that has a huge amount of people, then uh, think about uh, appealing to the local market. And uh, we, We've had a, a previous guest who has uh, tried to do that with um, his app, but giving free music away to uh, South America. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and seen enormous success in there. So, uh, yeah, you know, often we kind of forget, don't we, that the we do see these apps like Spotify, and we think, oh, they've got the market covered. That's it. You know, there's no other way we can we can compete with them. But we can compete with them if we go to different markets and we to just try try to you know provide uh, more local content. Absolutely. I mean, it'll be it'll be ages before people like Spotify. Can actually get into those markets because they have such huge issues with licensing and stuff like that. Um, so there's there's a huge opportunity, and then you know you can get bought up by by Spotify or one of those guys. So the other thing we like to do, Sean, is we uh, like to ask you if you can recommend one or two apps that you use in your business or personal life that you may think that we haven't come across before. So if you need to grab your phone, have a look at the apps that are on there, and look at some of the frequently used apps, assuming that you uh, are an app user. Maybe you can just uh, share with us uh, uh, one or two apps that you think would be quite beneficial to us. Sure. Um, well, I use a messaging app um, that's called Peem. That's P-E-E-E-M. So that's three E's. Um, it works on, on uh, Android and on iOS. And the reason I like it is, first of all, um, unlike Viber, which um, I have and I use as well, it's not linked to a telephone number, so it's linked more to a, an ID or a login. So you can have several different devices, or you can change devices, uh, you can change telephone numbers without having to change your uh, credentials, which is kind of cool. Um, and then you can send any type of file of any size. Um, they have a pretty awesome technology that allows you to do um, peer-to-peer file transfer. So for example, you can send a PDF file, you can send an MP3, you can send a video, there's no limit on size, and that's pretty pretty awesome. Um, so I use that for for chatting. Does the other person need to have it also installed for you to get that uh, message through to them? Yes, they do. They do. I mean, if they're not, it's not installed. They'll receive, um, for example, an email saying install Peen, and then you know, sort of the classic uh, method. But once that once they're on it, um, it, it's pretty cool. So you can hide your identity. You can show your identity. Um, sort of a return to the IRC days uh, where you can be anonymous as well. Right, okay. (laughs) Uh, Ready for all that adult content that you're putting out. (laughs) Well, old is new, right? Yeah. And people wonder why Snapchat was so popular. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I I use that. And then um, uh, what else? Uh, I use... um, Pix, PixArt, which is a, you know, uh, an app to modify pictures. Um, you can get some, you know, like to make collages or to make, uh, uh, you know, you can actually, you can go and actually edit the picture with your, with your finger. It's kind of cool. Oh, I'm, I'm interested in that already because what I do is for a lot of the shows, I end up putting quotes from the guests or uh, using uh, images from their, uh, their website and putting that into, uh, I use Pic College, but uh, I would love... Um, yeah, a new, a, di- a different version to that. So I'm going to have a look at that myself. Pickstart. Pixart, yeah. 
Pix, PixArt's great. Uh, and you know, what I'll do is I'll put links to that in the show notes. So just people, uh, uh, for you apps to try listeners, uh, just go to uh, theappguy.co and uh, just go to the podcast, search for episode 160 with Sean Zelber, and you'll see all links to uh, the stuff we're talking about here in the show notes. Um, Sean, this is wonderful. Do you feel like, so we did start this off by, uh, suggesting and indicating that we would love uh, anyone listening to this to quit their day job and, uh, and get involved in app development and becoming an app, uh, app developer. Have you got any suggestions to anyone who is on the fence, perhaps thinking about making the jump? Uh, any, any guidance for us? Uh, maybe some good countries to go and live in that, that would lower the cost of living so we can actually then take a take a risk and uh, become uh, full-time indie app developers? Sure. Well, as for countries, um, you know, there's a lot of developing countries where the cost of life is cheaper. I, I uh, started off living in Sri Lanka. Um, so that was pretty cool. You know, the cost of living is, is a lot cheaper there. Uh, you can rent a beautiful house for about four or five hundred dollars. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of cool. Per, per month? Uh, so four or five hundred dollars per month? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, fish, <laughs> fruits and vegetables are very cheap, you know. So that sort of stuff um, is, is cool. The beaches are never far away, and that helps. Um, and there's a lot of local talent as well if you if you need to set up a company. Um, so, yeah, Sri Lanka was, was, a, was a good choice for me. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of other countries that are just as, just as good. Um, and then... I mean, you know, it takes a lot of determination and you have to stick to it because there's times when it gets a little bit difficult when you start your own, your own thing, when you create your own, um, create your own business. Um, you know, I think you have to think outside of the box. You have to be really clever on how you use uh, social media and stuff like that. Um, I, I know a lot of people, one of the things that they do is they, you know, they try to keep their, own, their sort of day job to get started off with. Um, or get like unemployment benefits or something like that so that they have a few months cushion to be able to start their own business. Well, the first, I mean, that's great. And uh, thanks for just going through that. Uh, you know, we do live in a world now, don't we, the way where all we need is an internet connection and yep. uh, we, can, we can go and live anywhere. So the thought of living uh, near a beach, paying $500 a month to live in a nice looking, a nice house, uh, maybe go surfing. It's just, it's too tempting. And yeah. it's, it's something that we have to all be open to because if we're going to, if we're going to quit our jobs and uh, move on to, to, to perhaps work for ourselves, then, you know, that gives us immense freedom. And, and why not be free anywhere in the world? And uh, that's Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, I, I know a bunch of entrepreneurs who have moved to, you know, countries like, like Sri Lanka, Thailand, Philippines, um, because the cost of life was so low, um, there was local talent, um, and you know, all they need is, as you said, is an internet connection. Wonderful. So there you go. Apps to try right now. If you're sitting there uh, stuck in traffic in London, in New York, in uh, wherever the big city is you're living, or maybe like me, living somewhere a little bit more out out of town, uh, the th there is a, a world out there waiting for you, waiting your talent, waiting your skill. So go and take that opportunity. And go and do something amazing with your life. Go and live by a beach. <laughs> so, Amen to that. <laughs> and all we, yeah, all we, all we, all you need is a surfboard and a, and a MacBook Pro, and then you're you're good to go. Um, 
Wonderful. Well, Sean, it's been a lovely episode. We're going to wrap this up. And uh, how best can uh, we connect and reach out to you? Um, well, you can just reach out to me if you have any ideas. Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at nextfund.com. If you have an app to submit, um, our developer portal is cp.nextfund.com. Great. And as I say, if you didn't catch that, then you just go to the appguide.co and I'll make sure that all those links that we've discussed uh, go, go to your site. And uh, I am uh, going to, uh, after this call, I'm going to uh, go and check out my own apps, look at my stats for some of the different uh, regions around the world, check out Africa, check out the Middle East and, and just uh, find some of the really cool apps that I think will work on your platform. And then uh, you'll be getting an application from me. So uh, Awesome. Looking uh, forward to that. I've got, about, I've got about 50 of them, so I'm going to have to go through and uh, check, check them out. But I think uh, some could be quite appealing. Uh, awesome. Great. Sean, you're doing amazing stuff. Thanks so much for joining us on the App Guide podcast. A very inspirational episode. And thanks for getting us to think outside the box and, uh, and think differently. Uh, so Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye for now. Alrighty. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. The App Guy Podcast 